0: This podcast is not meant to be professional advice of any kind. It is meant to be informative and entertaining. If you make any changes to your life, see the appropriate professional before you do so. Hello and welcome to SuperAge. My name is David Harry Stewart. I'm the founder of Aegist. At Super Age, we help you live better and become the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want a Super Age? Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker, the dashboard to your inner health. Go to slash ageist. Save 20% on all their products today. Welcome to episode 81 of the Super Age podcast. This will be dropping on May the 4th, 2022. It is great to have you with us. I know we have a lot of repeat listeners out there. And I just want to say I'm so grateful for your time and your attention. It's great to have you with us, and thank you for all the comments and the emails and all the other stuff you send our way. It's great. So this week on the show, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to be talking about travel and how it intersects with what we call here the four big rocks of health and wellness. So those big rocks are sleep, movement, food, nutrition, and de-stressing. So how do we deal with those when we're traveling? Because I know a lot of us are traveling again this summer, and we want to bring that mindset, those skills along with us um, as we're traveling. Because, you know, to a certain extent, wellness travel is a little bit contradictory. Um, but we're going to go through some things so we can, we can help harmonize those two words together. We're going to get with that in just a quick second after a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the dashboard to your inner health. It is an indispensable part of my health and wellness. It empowers me to take responsibility for where my health and wellness is at. It's science backed. They test 43 of my blood based biomarkers. They tell me not so much for average people, but What do they feel is the most optimal range for me? And then what can I do about it? It's a food-based program, food first, supplements second. Um, If there's anything really out of range, I'll get an alert. It says, see my doctor right away, which I do. I always share the results with my doctor just to keep him in the loop. The results are very easy to read. I look at them on my app. Anything that I don't understand is explained in the backup information. You know, for the first time in my life, I have real knowledge of my more or less day-to-day inner health based on my blood test results, and I know what they mean, and I know how they affect my health. Um, it's, it's really invaluable. So if you would like to be empowered with self-knowledge around your inner health, go to insidetracker.com slash ageist. You'll save 20% on all their products. So, we're going to talk a little bit about travel. And I just want to let you know, after we're done talking about travel, we're going to go to a reader call in. Our call in number is 801 871 5291. So, we're going to get to that call in just after we talk about travel here. So, the first thing about travel is what kind of trip you've taken? And don't confuse them because they're different. So, you know, there's the kind of you're going to go on an epic adventure, it's awesome. You've been planning this for a year. You're going to go climb a mountain. You're going to do some whitewater rafting. You're going to see a new art show. There's some new restaurant opening in some remote place. This is awesome. This is something about bringing novelty into your life. It's about creating some kind of epic memories that you'll never forget because these kind of trips, they're filled with emotional highs and lows. And because of that, the memories become really sticky. So those are wonderful. Second kind of trip would be Say you're going to reconnect with your family and friends, and you know during COVID it's been all Zoom, and it's about time that we get out there and like hug people and see the people that we really care about face to face. So that's a different kind of trip, not to be confused with the first one. Third kind of trip would be say a work trip, and that's pretty self-explanatory. You're going somewhere to accomplish some kind of task, and maybe you get like a night off, and you get to visit old friends, or you get to maybe go to a museum, but the principally. The reason for the trip is for work. Now, the last kind of trip is the classic vacation. And the purpose of this trip is to de-stress you, to put you into a downstate, which is not the same as going to downstate New York. No, that's an entirely different thing. Um, What this is about is getting more in touch with your parasympathetic nervous system and dialing things down. We really need this sort of trip. These things are super important to us. And if you get vacation days in your job, take them all. Um, You know, I try and once a quarter go away for at least a weekend. And then once or twice a year, if I can, it's a little difficult, but I try and get away for like 10 days and just do nothing. And there's such value in doing nothing. And that's, and you know, this sort of trip is not the same as the epic adventure trip, it's not the same as the work trip, it's not the same as going to see friends and family. This is, Mostly about maintaining your long-term health by just ratcheting everything down for a little while. Now, when taking a trip, I try and keep in mind the big rocks that we talk about, right? That's sleep, what are we eating, how are we moving, and how are we dealing with stress? Because wherever we go, we're still ourselves. We're still in that place and we still need to take care of ourselves. And the first part of this is the food. So, obviously, Try not to eat food on the airplane. The airplane food is designed for one thing, the convenience of the airline and the airplane. It's not about keeping you healthy, your long-term well-being, none of that. So try and bring your own food on the plane. Helpful hint, don't bring Brussels sprouts. I did that once. They smell terrible, and you'll get terrible looks from your neighbors. So um, don't do that. Smelly food, no go on the airplane. Um, Try also not to eat in the airport. That's probably not the best food, although... That changes from airport to airport. If you can, make sure you bring your snacks. Um, I like, you know, things like walnuts and almonds and, you know, sort of crunchy vegetables. Those are pretty good. So that you don't have to fall into the necessity of eating these, you know, the things on the airplane or the airport. Now, the other part of the food is what do you do when you land? So when I'm picking a place of where I'm going to stay, I have the really two main issues for me. Um, the gym, and we're going to get to that in a minute, and the food supply. (laughs) What am I eating? Uh, So what I do is I look, I I do Google Maps, and I say, where's the nearest Whole Foods or something similar? Um, If I'm going to another country, it's not Whole Foods, but, you know, I want to see where I can get my food because what I don't want to do is end up, you know, starving at like midnight in some place, and then the only thing that I've got is the bar snacks in the hotel. Avoid that. So find out how, you know, where, where are these things? And I like to keep my hotel room sort of stocked with the, the things that I like to snack on during the day so that I can, you know, to the best of my ability, keep my food program going. Now, of course, you know, you're, you're on a trip. You're on vacation. You're seeing new stuff. So you should definitely try, like, new foods. That's, that's great. That's, like, part of the whole thing. And, you know, keep in mind we like this sort of 80-20 rule around here you know, we're not perfect. So, you you know, you keep the food thing like in line with whatever your program is for, you know, 80% of the time. And I, you know, on vacation, truthfully, it's like 50-50. I love the pizza in Rome. <laughs> so I'm going to eat it, you know. Um, that's part of the joys of travel. Now, going along with the food is hydration. I spoke to some people on an air crew once, and they told me for a six-hour flight, you know, LA, New York, they each drink two liters of water. That's not what they're going to give you sitting in the chair unless you ask for it or unless you bring it with you. Airplanes are really dehydrating because a moist um, interior of uh, an airplane is not really great for the airplane. So it needs to be kept fairly dry, but that's not so good for you, right? Because you're just sitting there and dehydrating. They pressurize the things to I think like 5,000 feet, uh, and and they tend to be very dry. And there's a lot of circulating air. So br- either bring your own water on the plane or just be bothersome to the air crew and keep drinking the water. Now, I know you're going to have to go up and use the bathroom. I know, but it's just the price that you're going to have to pay to stay hydrated because as we've spoken about in the past, there's dehydrated which is like you're really thirsty and things, you know, your brain's not working well. There's hydration, fully hydrated, that's really great. But there's this middle sort of gray area that we're often in called underhydrated. And that is going to exacerbate your jet lag. It's going to affect your mental acuity when you land. Um, there's just, a, you know, it's really better. Stay fully hydrated, drink a lot of water. Next, we get to movement. Now, unless you're on an ocean liner or something, of similar scale Any kind of travel involves sitting For long periods of time So you're sitting in a car You're sitting in a bus You're sitting in an airplane Something or other I don't like sitting for long periods of time I don't think it's a great idea If you can, you know, get up and walk around it's, Sometimes you can't do that um, You know, also if if blood pooling In the, your lower extremities is a thing for you it is. I know it is for a lot of people Get yourself some compression socks That'll really help with that and then when you land, I you know, I like hotels with gyms. Not all hotels have gyms, but if I'm flying domestically or you know, to a large city, that's one of the, next to the food. My next question is, what does the gym look like? Where is it? What's in it? I want to see a picture of this thing. I want to make sure that it's open. I want to make sure the hours that it's open work for me. And it has the right stuff, that it's not some like little closet in the basement with like a single treadmill and it just smells of off-gassing rubber. Been there, done that. Don't like that. <laughs> I want a nice gym because I know that night or that morning when I wake up, I'm going to want to like exercise my body. So I try and do that. The other thing is if I'm traveling somewhere to, you know, where there, there aren't gyms. So, you know, I'm going through the Amalfi Coast or something. Someplace lovely like that, and there it's a culture that's not really big on gyms. I'll travel oftentimes with these sort of heavyweight stretching bands, and so I can do you know load up my body in certain ways with those, or I'll do body weight exercises, things to keep my blood moving around in my body while I'm on this trip. Now, of course, if I'm you know, someplace new, I'm going to – if if there's like an ocean, I'm going to swim in the ocean. If there's hiking, I'm going to do hiking. You know, whatever goes on in the locale that I am, I'll take advantage of that because, again, that's sort of a novel activity. I'm you know, when I go to Paris, I can go jogging in the streets of Paris in the morning, which is kind of awesome, really memorable. Um, it, you know, take advantage of whatever the goes on in the location that don't let – your 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 body, your physicality just go to zero because you're in a new place. Now, since you are in a new place, sleeping may become a bit difficult for you. So I, I have a couple of tips on this. The first is if you're traveling across time zones, there's an app that I love called Time Shifter. And I use that. I am just an infant when it comes to jet lag. I'm just like, I'm horrible. I just like, I just, it really slams me. Um, It takes me forever to adjust, but I use this app, uh, Time Shifter, and it's sort of a combination of exposure to different kinds of light, a little bit of caffeine, a little bit of melatonin. And so I go to Asia, it's almost a 12-hour time shift, and I feel pretty good after about three days. So Time Shifter for jet lag. The other thing that I do is if I'm going someplace new, like I'm flying to Asia or Europe or something, I try and make at least the first day, probably the second day, I stay in some big chain hotel, you know, like the a Marriott, a Hilton, a Hyatt, Intercontinental, something like that. And the reason that I do that is because these hotel chains spend an enormous amount of energy on getting your sleep. Like they're really all about that. So they got the blackout curtains dialed in, they got the sheets dialed in. It's the you know they got a whole team of people that are just <laughs> obsessed with your mattress. Um. Yeah, they're boring, right? But that's fine. It allows me to adjust for a day or two to wherever the new place is. So if I'm, you know, if I go if I go to Tokyo, yeah, I'm going to stay in one of those hotels for a couple days before I go to, you know, a local's place. Um, I don't I don't like going to an Airbnb right away because yeah, you're going to meet interesting people and it's going to be like a more interesting experience. But what I really want those first couple days is to get my sleep back on track to orient myself. And I don't want to be thinking too much about the noise outside the window or the blackout curtains or the lumpy bed or whatever that is. Now, in any big city in the world, there's going to be other really great hotels that are not sort of the big box chain hotels. And, you know, like the Hale Kalani in Hawaii or, um, you know, they're, they're wonderful hotels in all these big cities. So I would just pick one of those. And then... Go for the sort of smaller adventure hotel later on in the trip if 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 that's your jam. A couple of other things that I always travel with are an eye mask because maybe the blackout curtains don't work that well and um, I, I like to sleep with an eye mask because guess what? Your eyelids are actually really, really thin and any sort of change, oscillation in light, your brain's going to pick that up and probably wake you up, which you're not going to like. And the other thing is... The sound, right? So I used to travel with earplugs and sleep with them. They weren't that comfortable. And maybe a year or two ago, I started traveling. I st- Actually, every night here, all- every night, period, I sleep with um, a product that Bose makes. They're called Sleep Buds. And they're designed to go into your ear and they play this sort of um, tracks of music that are incorporated into them. I have no relationship with Bose um, but I'm. It's something that I recommend to people. One of the big things that used to disturb me when I would I would fly into New York, I just couldn't sleep well, and I I created all these crazy theories in my head about oh it's too much EMF, there's too much energy out there, some kind of nonsense. It was just the noise, and so now you know I, I'll stay in Manhattan and I put in my blow, my Bose uh, sleep buds, and I don't hear anything. It's great. I just sleep through the night. The last of the big rocks is um, de-stressing um, and dealing with stress. And most of you have some sort of program for that. You you know meditate, maybe you wear a brain tap, maybe you you know you have some sort of a routine. What I would encourage you to do is to not let that fall by the wayside when you're traveling. Um, it's going to help you um, with the stress of travel because any kind of travel is a, it's a little stressful no matter what you're doing. Any of the types of the trips. Um, just sort of build that in. And I think you'll have a better time of it. I try and start my mornings with, you know, 15, 20 minutes of meditation. And I try and do that even, you know, when I'm somewhere else, even if I'm there for work. I just schedule it so that I so that I have that built in. And then I I try and put that that down ramp at the end of the day, like the hot bath, I read a little bit of fiction, all of that to sort of just bring down, bring myself down from the day because you know you still need that de-stressing ramp in your life whether you're you're out you know on whatever kind of trip you're on or or if you're at home so now you've got your big rocks in line um so i'm going to give you a couple of other tips some things that we do when we travel one of the things that i like to do is that every day when i'm away on some kind of a trip i try and make sure that there's some sort of an anchor event that happens that day and this anchor event may be Oh, we're going for a hike. We're going canoeing. We're going to this restaurant. We're going to see these people. We're doing something different than the day before. We're having this sort of one event in this day that separates this from the other day. And the reason I do this is because I've learned that, you, you know, if you're away for five days, seven days, 10 days, it can all sort of blur together and it, and it just all seems like one long day. But if I do something memorable every day, something different, maybe I take a picture of it. Uh, then that day becomes discreet from the other days. And then, you know, six months on, I remember the seven things we did, the seven days, and it doesn't just become like one thing. So anchoring event every day. My last tip, and those of you that travel a lot probably already do this, but I'm just going to reiterate it. When I used to travel a lot, what I would do is I would always travel the same airline. And if I could the same flight. So if I was going, you know, back and forth, I don't know, between a couple of cities, and I would do this, you know, every whatever, every few weeks or something, it would be, I would keep everything the same, up, to, you know, including the seat. I would sit in the same seat all the time. And when I got into my seat, there was sort of a procedure that I went through. It's like, okay, this comes out of this pocket, it goes into here, and I would get everything set up. The reason I do that is because. There's a certain amount of sort of brain damage that happens anytime you do something completely new. And I don't want the time on the airplane to be this sort of novel experience. I just want it to be like basically over. (laughs) and me not to think about it too much. I just want to be on autopilot the whole time because it's actually kind of stressful. Like if I'm on a new flight or I'm on some, some kind of new thing. I've got to learn the new airline procedures. I've got to remember whatever is different about the pocket in the back of this seat versus the other seats. So I just keep all that stuff standardized. And it. I found that that really helped when I would do these sort of regular trips all the time. So that's it for our travel trips. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful summer. And then we're going to move on right now to a reader call-in. And, and so that number that we've got is 801 Let's go to that right now.
1: Hello, David. My name's Shelley, and I'm one of your avid followers. I am also an OT and a yoga instructor, and I'm into brain health, um, specifically post-concussion, but brain health in general. And I have a question for you because I know you love your trackers. Uh, I wondered if you'd heard of the Muse which is uh, kind of a brain tracker, Um, has like EEG idea, goes around the head. And it has, it tracks all kinds of things like heart rate variability and biofeedback and whatnot. But one of the really cool things I just read is it even has a, a new digital sleeping pill uh responsive new kind of sleep experience designed to put you back to sleep and help you fall asleep in the night. So I don't even know what that is, but I'm really curious if you've heard of the Muse Tracker and what you think about it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we should get one and try it. Let me know, David, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Hey, that was great. And thanks for sending that in. I sort of vaguely heard about the muse somebody mentioned this to me a little while ago um and i looked at it a little more it's really interesting you know what i like about it is the it's another way to personalize the things that we do so all very similar to the way the sponsor of this show inside tracker is um or a number of things are moving in that direction right and it, it seems like what it does is it's um sort of reads your brain waves, I guess is what it's doing. And then based on where you're at, it gives you a certain set of sounds or sort of nighttimey things to help you go to sleep based on where you're at at that time. So I I think that's very interesting. I haven't personally used it in any way. I don't, except for you, I don't don't really know anybody who's um, been like super interested in it. But I, I think that these things... You know, in the next two, three, four years, really everything we do you know our nutrition, our sleep all these sort of things are going to become super personalized to us and as I you know tell people in the super age masterminds we're all individuals um and you know, as the science people say, we are n of one, and we all react to things very differently, and I think that anything that's able to read where we're at right at that moment, and then to prescribe, like, you need this thing for you, not for this other person, I, I think is a good thing. I think that's the future. So thanks again for bringing that to our attention. I'm going to repeat that call-in number for everybody who didn't get it, 801-871-5291. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear you know what's on your mind. Or if you want to send me an email, david at superage.com. Please leave us a comment. Please leave us a rating. And even more, please share this show with your friends. We would love to have them as part of our community. Next week, looks like we got Mr. Naveen Jain coming up. Naveen's got a company called Viome where they're doing um, very highly granular gut testing. So we're going to speak to Naveen. um, And if you've never heard Naveen speak, um, he's a very entertaining guy. So that's next week on the Super Age Podcast. Everyone have a wonderful week and we'll see you then. Take care.